Good morning, listeners. This is Citizen U, a forum for exploring local government and related issues in depth to increase your civic literacy and with that, your ability to effectively engage in decisions affecting our communities. I'm your third Wednesday host, Mari Roden. Supervisor Dan Jurdy hosts Citizen U on first Wednesdays. Today, we're going to discuss efforts underway to bring internet access to everyone in Mendocino County. Many listeners will not be surprised to learn that 11% of all Mendocino County households are, are unserved. That is, they lack access to the internet altogether, or they lack enough bandwidth for interactive video conferences. But 90% of all households in Mendocino County are what is called underserved, which means they don't meet a federal standard of bandwidth. There also exists in Mendocino County the digital divide. The digital divide refers to the disparity in internet availability and affordability uh, between people with means and people without means, those living in urban areas and those living in rural areas. The lack of adequate broadband reaching everyone is recognized at both the federal and state levels as a serious impediment to our economic strength and resiliency. However, within the past few years, there's been a strong push to remedy this situation through massive amounts of funding coming to the states and to counties from both the federal and state government. To learn more about how the push for universal broadband in Mendocino County is coming along, I have two guests today. We have Jeff Tyrrell um, and Supervisor uh, Ted Williams. So welcome, gentlemen, to the show. And uh, first, let's start with Jeff. Um, Jeff, I understand uh, that you are the administrator of the Broadband Alliance of Mendocino County, and you're also consulting with Mendocino, with the County of Mendocino on broadband issues. Would you please tell us about those two roles? I, I consult the county on broadband and we are part of a consortium, the North Bay North Coast Broadband Consortium. And the four counties that make up that consortium are Sonoma, Marin and Mendocino County. And so I'm, I'm tracking grants for the county and keeping them abreast of legislation relative to broadband. And that's been, I've been doing that for, for about a year now. And prior to that, and, and continuously, I am the administrator for the Broadband Alliance of Mendocino County, which is about 10 to 12 years old. I've been participating for, in one role or another for about 10 of those years. And as the administrator, I convene quarterly meetings so that there's public, uh, so the public may be kept abreast of issues. So it's it's the public outreach branch for the county through the Community Foundation of Mendocino. Mm -hmm. So that go ahead. Yeah, that that's great. Have yeah, I appreciate that introduction, and you could use improved. Uh, internet uh, broadband access yourself. We have um, you participating in satellite, um, well, via internet satellite, satellite internet, excuse me. So um, Fifth District Supervisor Ted Williams, you're also involved in broadband issues in Mendocino County. Would you please 
tell the listeners and, and me a little bit about that role? Well, I, I see it as one of the, the most pressing needs. And I know um, counties have a long list of number one priorities and you know emergency services and um, social services and mental health and roads. And you go down the list, everything is a number one priority to somebody. But I see broadband as um, crossing over between a lot of our needs. We see healthcare going in a direction that will rely on broadband, which we don't have today for much of our, our population. See education re- requiring it. During the pandemic, we saw um, uh, even more pronounced digital divide, those children who could stream video and, versus those who couldn't. And of course, you know, economic um, purposes, it's, it's really becoming the backbone of, of business. And so um, I've, I've, I have it on my top three or top five priorities. And we um, have Jeff in as a consultant because uh, regularly important dates come up with little notice and he's on top of uh, tracking and to give you an example, uh, after SB 156 passed, and we learned about how much uh, funding would uh, be directed towards Mendocino County, there was a question of what is a rural county? And uh, d- different people had different ideas about uh, who should qualify as rural. And, and that, of course, that would and translate into different, different funding, funding level. And so Jeff, you know, notified the county and uh, several of us who were traveling to a, a supervisor's conference in Monterey were able to um, become a party to a California Public Utilities Commission proceeding and argue for a particular definition. And so the, the possible funding varied uh, less than 20 million, more than 80 million. It looks like the definition that was chosen will provide about 57 million. And uh, since that decision was made, we see additional funding sources are becoming available. And so there's a lot of attention being put on this because of the the high dollar amount and also short timelines. This money has to be used within a certain period of time or or it'll go back into the pool for other counties. Right. I was just um, interested uh, in asking, first of all, what you know, just personally, what it are you, uh, you know, what what's your role uh, as a supervisor vis-a-vis broadband? Are you, you know, the the person, um, kind of the point person for broadband on the board? I'm I'm just curious, and what is your expertise and interest? Well, my my interest is I grew up in Mendocino County, and uh, because. Uh, there was a NASA Ames grant for Mendocino High School to uh, gain access to the internet very early on, early 90s. Um, I had a career that really benefited from it. And then, uh, of course, we had a, a two-year-old child in the Bay Area and decided to um, come back and raise her in Mendocino County. And uh, not having access to high-speed internet meant uh, a lot of times driving down to San Jose and explaining mm-hmm. to coworkers who were paying 20 euros a month for fiber, you know, why it would take me a day to do what a transfer they could do in five minutes. And then uh, more recently, my, my daughter did her associates uh, during high school and went off to Berkeley. And um, she was able to do that because she has broadband at home. We have Comcast, which qualifies as broadband today, the new federal standard. It, it may actually not qualify. So some of the people who have the best connectivity in the county may actually be underserved as the new, new definitions are developed. But I see right. other kids equally, you know, is interested in pursuing education in other parts of the county, not able to take advantage of that, the same level of service. The college, you know, is able to do um, uh, classes uh, over broadband, 
but it doesn't help somebody, a child who's in Kofalo and doesn't have the broadband connection. Right. Yeah, I, I mentioned in the introduction that 90% of Mendocino County meets the federal de- definition of underserved. So many of us who live in the urban areas of Mendocino County, like I live in Ukiah, uh, within the city limits, I may be, I'm not sure, but I may be one of the 90% categorized as underserved. Um, But first, uh, I'd like to talk about the initiatives, um, introduce the listeners to the federal initiatives that are underway and at the state level to bring universal broadband. so, Jeff, maybe you, you're the person to um, explain those initiatives to, to us. Okay, I, I could get into that, but I might, there's a feedback there, sorry. Um, it, I might take it a different, a different, approach. A different, I'll, a different approach. I'll discuss the, the, I'm sorry, I'm hearing somebody else's speaker. So I'll discuss uh, SB 156, which is is enacted, and, and then we'll discuss the federal uh, funds that might supplement it in time. So SB 156 is funding like $7.25 billion, and it is uh, about $5 million in ARPA funds married with uh, surplus California budget funds. And the billion of that is going to middle mile projects and 2 billion is going to last mile projects. And you could think of the middle mile projects as highways and the last mile projects as uh, surface streets and roads, county roads and city streets. Um, So the, the intent is for Caltrans, there's a middle mile advisory committee and the middle mile advisory committee is made up of a number of state entities and elected leaders. There's, it's a nine member board and Caltrans is, is on the board as is the Department of Technology and the Department of Finance and uh, Assembly Member Wood and Senator McGuire. So our, our region has good representation on the middle mile advisory committee. The, the intent of the middle mile is to provide uh, open access backhaul of the information. So information flowing both ways, underground fiber optics along the highways and Mendocino County's highways will include all of high, Highway 101 from the Sonoma County border to the Humboldt County border and Highway 1 from the uh, Sonoma County border through Fort Bragg and to Cleone, and then all of 128, and then portions of Highway 20 that connect Calpella to Lake County. And so, and it, it amounts to, I think the number is now up to 293 miles of Mendocino County's highways will have open access fiber uh, that, that last mile projects can be built off of. So what and does open then, access, uh, Jeff? Excuse me. What does open access in the in the term open access middle mile network mean? I think functionally it means that the the rates are set at cost, so that I mean under the current 
circumstances. We have AT&Ts and Comcasts that own the infrastructure and can charge what, what they want or what the market will bear for other internet service providers to lease their con connectivity. Oh, so open access will be, it's, it's publicly owned and the cost basis will be uh, true cost rather than a for-profit model. So will these highways, I'm going to call them highways, it, it refers to middle mile network. So these highways that run along what you just described, the 101 corridor up Highway 1 on the coast and then 128 and, and so on, those, those middle mile, that middle mile network, is it, um, is it going to be then in competition with the cable uh, internet provided by Comcast? Yes, it'll it'll permit any internet service provider to lease the the backhaul, the connectivity to the World Wide Web at, mm -hmm. at cost. So and yes, every 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 quarter mile there is the potential for um for internet service providers to uh get permission to access. access. So every, let me understand this. So every quarter mile along the, the fiber optic line, it will be possible for an internet provider to, to connect. So every quarter mile you can connect. Is that what you said? With what? With, with planning. It's, it's right. It, it won't be automatic. Mm -hmm. it, it would be a project that they would need to coordinate with the middle mile advisory committee or right the and then in a in a physical way how does that happen how does the connection between uh, the middle mile network and the last mile meaning to from from the from the middle network to people's homes how does that physical connection happen is it an underground connection can it be underground or overground what does that look like the connection well, I think the quarter mile is, is, there are spools of underground fiber and they're quarter mile long. So at the where, where they merge two spools, there'll be a vault or a hand hole. Uh, it kind of, I think that nowadays you drive around and you see the telephone lines with a little upright pole thing that permits access to the wires. And, and similarly, there will be an underground vault every quarter mile where, um, with coordination, an uh, internet service provider could build out their network, could tap into the wires. Could, um, could that connection ever be wireless? Can, can, would it ever be possible to connect to the, to the middle mile network? Uh, through Wi-Fi? Not immediately, but it would make perfect sense to have some sort of equipment on a telephone pole near the, the handhole or the quarter-mile access point. Mm -hmm. And then, I mean, so the wireless technology would have to be would have to be physically near and, and wires going into the middle mile. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, it's more yeah, that, actually, we're having some it. weird yeah. feedback. I, I think it is. I, it might be from your connection, Jeff. So um, can you mute? Yeah. Oh, that's better. So uh, I'm going to direct my my questions to Ted for for a moment um, and see if we can uh, figure out what's going on with your connection. Um, so Ted, are you you're here with us still? And yeah, um, so I so historically we've relied on private industry to provide high speed internet. And Mendocino County is one of the worst economic cases. It just costs too much to um, to deploy. You, they can't recoup their expenses. Um, and as a result, we're unserved and underserved. And so I think what's unique about the state's approach this time is instead of subsidizing the same private companies, the state, the state is building, building the, the middle mile infrastructure, the fiber that runs along the highway. And then there's opportunities for the county to get involved and provide the last mile to actually break out that fiber and connect to houses town right. by town. Um, but we but 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 we're also aware that some of the the existing providers may see opportunity to expand because imagine Comcast today, for example, if they want to provide service in downtown Boonville, they need to bring in a backhaul. They need to bring in fiber all the way from say 101 over 253, down 128. Well, it just doesn't pencil out for them. But now that the state will be providing that fiber along Highway 128, right through Boonville, and they can buy into it at a very uh, nominal cost, the state's only looking for some uh, reimbursement, not to make a profit, Um, it'll create the business opportunity where Comcast may decide there are pockets that they can serve, which will allow us to use the public funds for those communities that will still be skipped over. And so there won't, we don't envision a single model for the entire county. We see some areas, um, the middle mile will provide enough incentive for private companies. Um, like you pointed out, some of them, the sparsely populated communities, wireless may be a solution. And so a wireless ISP can tie their backhaul into the state's middle mile and serve a community that just is um, too sparse to justify the, the miles of fiber. Um, some commercial providers will I imagine, will imagine plug in. Plug in. some of the cell carriers may see opportunity because they're putting cell towers where fiber is available. Um, and, and we're going to see fiber basically along all of the state highways through our county. Yeah, that's exciting. In case you've just tuned in, you're listening to Citizen U, a forum for exploring local government and related issues in depth to increase your civic literacy and your ability to effectively engage in decisions affecting our communities. I am your host, Mari Roden, and today I'm speaking with Jeff Tyrrell and 5th District Supervisor Ted Williams about their work building broadband access for Mendocino County residents. And we're going to take calls today. Uh, So if you'd like to ask a question or make a comment, you can call the studio. The number is 707-895-2448. I'd like to ask about the funding uh, that's available. Jeff, early on in in this program, talked about the funding amounts, $57 But how does that translate into the ability to actually implement these plans of the middle mile, uh, the highway net, well, the network of, of fiber optic that will be blanketing Mendocino County. Uh, 
is that pie in the sky? I know we have a plan here, but does the money match the costs? Well, before the money uh, go ahead, supervisor. Be, be, before SB one fifty six and the state's um, initiative, we, the county had done some cost estimates down to the individual house, and we came to a total of about five hundred and fifty million. So to give you an idea, um, sometimes people ask, why can't the county just offer grants to providers to extend coverage? Um, Measure B, the Mental Health Act, raises a little more than $5 million a year. And so, you know, we're talking at that rate 110 years, not taking into account inflation. And so there's there's so many zeros here. There's there's no way to fund it at a local level. And when we got to the 550 million, we recognized we don't we don't have a financial plan that can work. Um, with the 57 million, we're, we're still really short of what we need. But the state will be providing the middle mile that takes out a huge cost. As we've been talking to partners of the state, RCRC, uh, it's become clear that there are additional funding streams that will be opened up. That 57 will not be uh, the end of funding. Mm-hmm. I'm curious, where in the county's organizational structure, the um, implementation of this, of developing this network is going to happen? Like, Who's going to be in charge of spending the money and what department will these responsibilities lie? Yeah, that's mm-hmm. a great question. So the money, I, it seems the money is not coming direct to the county. We have the ability to steer the use of the funds, but we're not going to receive a check and then build up a team to go out with backhoes and be excavating. Um, currently, the executive office, the, specifically the finance team, is, is uh, beginning to work on the, the grant process and the accounting element we're starting to uh, bring in planning and building to talk about the potential to do some of the environmental work up front imagine the, the scale of project with a short timeline where the money has to be committed by one date and spent by another date we don't want we don't to want that we're sending money back to the state because we couldn't get uh through CEQA. and so we have planning beginning to look at is there a way for us to be uh to start now on some of that environmental work um and an added complication is uh, we can't wait for the state to get done uh, installing its middle mile before we begin our last mile expansion. When we look at the dates, it, it becomes apparent that those two have to uh, happen concurrently. And of course, there's some risk. What you know, pick a community, maybe Compshi. Imagine if we deploy last mile fiber and Compshi, wire up the houses planning to attach to the state infrastructure and the state's plan changes and we can't attach it. That's the kind of thing that we don't want to get stuck in. And so we're pulling together various um, departments to make sure that uh, we, we mitigate risk and we move as quick as possible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, does that mean that, that cities, uh, for example, what I mean is that the, the, when you mentioned that we could be working on the last mile uh, infrastructure, in other words, from homes to the middle mile network. Um, does that mean that cities like Ukiah, Willits, Fort Bragg, and oh, I don't, maybe not Point Arena, but the bigger cities be installing conduit for their fiber optic anytime they open up a street and just be ready for it? We, we've actually been um, meeting with the cities. cities. And, and- 
there's, there's a, a uh, local area assistance grant that's available now. And uh, I know Jeff has been meeting with the cities. Maybe he could comment about that, that status. Yeah, we lost Jeff. <laughs> um, so uh, keep, keep going here and talking about, um, you know, the importance or, or does it make sense for, for cities uh, whenever they can to be putting fiber optic cable or, or conduit? I'm not really sure what it would be, but to be able to connect houses to the, the imminent network that's coming along. Yeah, it, it might be, but um, cities tend to have a density to attract uh, private providers. And so there are likely businesses that are willing to do that um, uh, last mile deployment in the cities if they can get a hold of um, cheap uh, backhaul to get the, the, the signal from the city uh, to the rest of the world. And, uh, well, so imagine you're installing, say you brought up Ukiah, imagine you're installing high-speed network in Ukiah. You, you need a way to plug into the internet. Maybe they, the exchange you're, you're trying to connect to is in San Francisco. So you need the fiber all the way from San Francisco to Ukiah. And then once it's in Ukiah, you need to break it out and distribute it to all of the houses. Mm-hmm. We think that there's enough density in places like Ukiah for private internet providers to do the distribution. Mm-hmm. What, what's been missing is a cheap backhaul, that piece that goes all the way to San Francisco. The state's providing that. That's not coming out of our $57 million allocation. The Does that exist currently, that backhaul? Yeah, that, the, that's the, the, the middle mile. That's the piece that the state is beginning to build. And mm-hmm. one of the first projects uh, out of the first 18 is actually barely touching Mendocino County. It's going from Sonoma to Lake County cutting over um, a corner of Mendocino. We were a bit dismayed, especially seeing that two of our state reps are sitting on the middle mile advisory committee and how unserved Mendocino is, one of the worst in the state that um, we weren't prioritized. But after talking to all the parties, they, there's a, some methodology to this madness that they're trying to build out in an order um, that uh, enables the most California residents to be served. And I think we're likely to be in some of the next projects. So over the next two years, I expect to see excavators out along the highway and underground boring and conduit going in. And uh, it'll be terribly exciting. And it'll also give us some assurance that wherever we build, we'll actually be able to connect up to the state. Mm -hmm. All right. Again, um, we're talking about uh, broadband in Mendocino County and efforts underway to uh, be able to reach all residents of Mendocino County with adequate internet. Well, not even adequate. We want better than adequate uh, access. Um, and we've got uh, Jeff Tyrrell and Ted Williams here with us. And we have our first caller. Go ahead, caller. You're on the air. Um, hi. Um, thank you for the, the show. This is interesting. I live up in Brook Trails and Comcast stops like three houses away from me, literally a block away. Um, I currently have to have Viasat in order to get a stable signal to do conference calling and Starlink in order to get a fast enough signal for Internet, um, for for entertainment. Um, My question is, in a community that they say is served already, how does this, how does this, who would be impossible, who, who, who would be getting it to places like mine? Because it doesn't seem like the public system is going to do it. And it's a rural place, but it's also a township. And I'll take my answer off the air. Yeah, and I think That's it's, um, I think it's the most, um, 
densely populated uh, community and the unincorporated. Um, and so, you know, I think it does, that area does have density to justify uh, uh, some private investment, but it's also a project, it's also one of the that we have uh, slated to study for um, either a municipal network, uh, putting out to bid, trying to work with other uh, potential providers. The, but the real the question about uh, the community already showing as being served is due to the way the federal government and California, and California have used census, census blocks, blocks as the determining factor. So historically, if you if you have one customer, say one uh, uh, Comcast customer, one AT and T high speed uh, customer in a census block, the entire census block would show as being served, which historically is precluded us from going after some grant opportunities because basic requirement of those grants has been that it's an unserved community per the census block. Uh, the state is throwing away that rationale and uh, they're doing much more detailed mapping down to the house. And either there are houses that are served or there are houses that are unserved, but they're not grouping them all together in an arbitrary census block. And so I think that may help uh, Brook Trails greatly because uh, historically having just a few customers at the edge served was enough to um, limit uh, federal funds from flowing into flowing into other houses. houses. Yeah, thank you for that call. That's uh, areas like Brook Trails. Um, you know how you reach from the middle mile that would be up the one one corridor, and then connecting all the homes that go you know a ways from Highway one hundred one is seems like daunt a daunting undertaking. Um, we're still taking calls. The number is 707-895-2448. And um, I want to ask about um, what the data show on um, internet connectivity in Mendocino County now uh, along the lines of the caller's question. Where is there the best access? And um, well, we have another call. So let me hold off on my question. Caller, you're on the air. Hi, I have a question. I, I'm understanding that the uh, that the funding that's being proposed is a middle mile funding, so getting fiber, you know, effectively in the neighborhoods. Um, it's my understanding that the majority of the expense is actually getting it from there, which I think it's largely available. Many of these locations already, you know, some fancy hotels and such already have fiber. I think the, the problem is getting it from the curb essentially to the homes. It's the, it's the last mile. So is there funding going to that? You know, um, that's a question. I, I'd like the the guests to answer it by talking about the different public, you know, the broadband models that exist. There's a really interesting graphic that um, I'm looking at from a, um, it was from a PowerPoint presentation that was given to the Board of Supervisors, I think, in May. And it looks like there's five different models, um, you know, all the way from a fully municipal broadband system to a fully private and the hybrids in between. Uh, so, but that's uh, apropos to the, to the caller's question. Um, who would like to answer that one? I'll take a stab at that if my, if my mic is working well enough. You sound great, so, Jeff, best yet. <laughs> okay, excellent. So under SB, uh, 156 the there is a billion dollars 
allocated to rural counties. And based on our percentage of unserved households among the category of rural counties, Mendocino County will be getting 57 million of that. And so it's um, any municipality or the county itself or a joint powers authority or existing internet service providers can uh, use that money to bring fiber to the home. So it it's estimated that it would cost more than 57 million, but there are other grant opportunities The the bead program um, or broadband equity access and deployment is a bill is a federal bill that might add an equal amount to that. So, so to answer the question, the, there is 57 million that it will be available to deliver, to connect from the middle mile to the last mile, but it, it's not sufficient. But there is additional money being made available. And um, while the middle mile is open access and would, would fall into one of those uh, models that Mari was referring to with regard to, to uh, open access, the last mile dollars do not necessarily have to be an open access model under SB 156, but the county would like there to be an entity that wants to apply and deliver to as many households in Mendocino County as possible with the available funds and the county would support that entity. And in fact, Mendocino County has signed a memorandum of understanding with uh, rural county representatives of California and and specifically with Golden State uh, Connect Authority, an entity that RCRC has created and Mendocino County is a party to, that is looking at uh, a municipal model or co-op model for delivering last mile connectivity. Mm-hmm. How will, well, first of all, Ted said that the these funds don't come into the county coffers and then get distributed from there. Where is the money going to go? I guess I, I think I'd asked this question earlier, but I, I'm not sure uh, I got I completely understand. So what the money, you know, how will it get distributed? How do we expect these networks to be implemented, you know, from, from the money to the actual work on the ground? It's a competitive grant. Yeah, sorry. Mm -hmm. It's a competitive grant. So, uh, I mean, there under California advanced services funds, there are like five different grants. And we may have alluded to in the past, Mendocino County uh, prepared a grant for a CASIF uh, deployment grant. What's that? Wait, wait, wait. What's CASIF deployment? (laughs) Well, CASIF is California Advanced Services Funds, and a small portion of people's phone bills go into a uh, a pool, and there there are millions made available every year on an ongoing basis for previously it had been internet service providers or corporate corporations that were eligible to apply. And now that the now that there is this California Advanced Services Fund federal funding account, um, municipalities are eligible to apply as well. Um, so the, the, the county, 
the county applied uh, did did studies and determined that it would cost about a half a billion dollars as supervisor williams alluded to to deliver fiber to all of the houses in mendocino county and we divided our grant into three sections and applied for one third of that with the intent of applying for the subsequent thirds um when you say as, we as you mean started. when you say we the are county, you yeah at the time the county needed uh needed to do it in conjunction with a internet service provider and we partnered with hunter communication they they applied for the grants and they would have owned the infrastructure and but but it was a county supported project can can a, an entity like mcn apply and to to be the last mile provider how um are there are there local in mendocino county are there entities that are capable and and or may be interested in the future even are there municipalities that are interested in uh undertaking this work for the for the last mile infrastructure yes and yes um there are I mean, first of all, any internet service provider, including Mendocino Community Networks, could could apply. And cities certainly could apply under the federal funding account. It, it, yes. So the, the proviso would be that it needs to... Um, it needs to deliver... It can only be used to deliver internet to households that are unserved under the current guidelines. So if there is a Comcast in in a city, then those if some if if city residents are able to buy from Comcast then or or even AT&T, then the likelihood is that they're not eligible for that specific grant. Mm-hmm. But an MCN or a Will It's Online or a Further Reach or other ISPs certainly could find regions where there are households that they would be eligible to apply for funds to deliver services to. Mm-hmm. And the city of Fort Bragg is is the most uh, active, as far as I know, with regard to pursuing grants to to take on the role of being a municipal broadband provider. You know, I happen to know in the last few years that the the municipalities in Mendocino County through their city managers meet on a regular basis. And I wonder if they've ever discussed the possibility of joining forces to create an economy of scale to implement a municipal um, system for the last mile within their jurisdictions. Do you know? I don't know whether they have talked amongst themselves and the county is in the process of developing a local agency technical assistance grant and we'll be doing outreach to each of the cities as well as the uh, MAX municipal advisory councils and Mm -hmm. tribal outreach as well so that we can coordinate. Uh, Each of those entities could be applying for the LADA grant for um, Technical environmental assistance. studies and technical assistance in general. Um, so we'll be doing outreach. And, and as I said, we, Supervisor Williams and I and others have had sit-down meetings with the city of 
Point Arena and the city of Fort Bragg. There's been some outreach to the city of Willits and the city of Ukiah as well. We'll, mm. But I, I don't know whether or not there has been discussion of the cities collaboratively, uh, a collaborative approach across the cities, yeah. but we're, we're looking forward to discussion of collaborations that are among the cities and the un, unincorporated areas. This year, the city of Ukiah is undertaking a, a lot of road reconstruction projects along, you know, along major, um, you know, pretty heavily traveled roads like Dora, which is a, a big north-south um, road and, and State Street. And I think this year we're going to be doing Main Street and Gobi and Perkins. And I'm wondering if there needs to be some coordination on possibly uh, laying down conduit for future last mile networking. I'd say there should be. I, I, I know that there has been efforts in the past through the Broadband Alliance to, um, in, to encourage cities and the county to implement a policy, a dig once policy. So anytime that you're doing sort of, a, I mean, a, an open trench for the purpose of power lines, you should drop conduit in, in it because it only costs dimes per foot if you, if you right. drop the conduit in there, and then you can easily upgrade with, with underground fiber optics. Right. And so, compared to digging each time you want to lay some, right. some fiber. Right. Right. And there is a statewide once policy that uh, assembly member Wood had passed, but he's, he's following it up with additional legislation to put, um, to, to make it more effective. Caltrans, hasn't been able to effectuate the dig once policy quite honestly so right. efforts are being made it's a challenge when when you have a road department that is underfunded and a planning department that is underfunded it's a challenge to ensure that these sorts of policies are are followed but right well sense. underfunded but you would think that we would have an advantage in Mendocino County we're small and we know each other that that uh, you know you we all would know the right person to talk to uh, in the transportation department or in the uh, you know in whatever department of is you know to make them aware that this is going on so um, I would like incredibly to I mean I think that part of the hang-up is if there isn't funds for the conduit we don't we don't have a pool of funds to to make to pay for the un the cost the hidden costs of such a policy right there are challenges yeah so you're listening to citizen you and today i'm your host mari roden and we're talking today with fifth district supervisor ted williams and jeff tyrrell about uh, the efforts to bring broadband to mendocino county we're taking calls the number is 895-2448 and um, I'm, we don't have any calls right now. I'm curious about the timeline. Do we have any, um, either of you, can you talk about the timeline for, oh, we do have a call. Okay, you're on the air. Yeah, uh, this may have been brought up already, but I just wonder how uh, we're going to get all this internet and, and everything um, if we don't have roads to drive down 
uh, Albion Ridge is awful, so to speak. I've seen at least three or four people lose. Uh, my mom lost her front end coming up Albion Ridge Road with a big uh, a big pothole. Seen other people wreck uh, because of it, and you know it just seems like uh, for, to me, anyways, that, that you know having internet uh, isn't more important than being able to go where we need to go. So let's, let's have Ted here. Williams take that yeah. call. Thank yeah, you so for that. At, at a local level, we don't have much say in reapportioning this funding. We couldn't take federal and state money and decide to pave the roads instead of install uh, fiber. It's really earmarked for a specific purpose, which is broadband deployment. I don't disagree on the roads. I don't think the county has a solid plan to maintain the roads. These roads were put in for resource extraction. A lot of them are chip sealed. They were never engineered fill. And today we expect a fog line and width that matches current regulation and, you know, more than one way in and out. And um, this county doesn't generate enough tax revenue to maintain that type of road infrastructure. And uh, I don't. I think it's a conversation we need to have. Maybe maybe the host would be willing to to hold it uh, at a future time. Yeah, that's a that's a good idea for a topic. But what about the ability to bring last mile access to people who live, for example, in Albion Ridge Road, if the road is in bad shape? I mean, are the two compatible? Yeah, I don't. I don't. I don't. I think they're really detached. Um, the it, hopefully we don't have aerial fiber. Uh, you know, it's the last thing I want to see is obstructed views and trees taking down internet. We know how bad it is when we lose communication. Sometimes the entire coast is out due to one cut. And so we're doing everything we can to urge for for undergrounding. I don't think that undergrounding um, has much interplay with the road work. Hopefully it's in the shoulder um, out of the way of any future um, uh, grading and compaction projects. So it is it, so it's possible theoretically to lay the cable that where the fiber optic in an area where the road isn't good because you're saying it, that it would be dug uh, off to the side of the road. Exactly. Is that okay? And in, and in some cases, you know, underground boring is used where it, it, there's there isn't even a trench to open. So instead of saying an excavator or backhole backhoe digging a trench. Um, they um, insert a drill and then um, traverse several hundred feet boring through the ground. And uh, you have a few punch holes here and there, but most of the ground isn't disturbed. So it's possible to do that um, in the shoulder of the roadway. That's interesting. Um, Back to the question about a timeline. There's all this money out here for Mendocino County. Uh, We have some you know, we have a kind of a roadmap of where we want the middle mile to go and ideas for implementing the last mile. But what is the timeline like? And maybe, Jeff, that's a question for you. Glad to answer. So the the SB 156 dollars need to be encumbered by uh, January 1st of 2025. So that would be that all of the contracts for would need to be in place by by that date and the building projects are required to complete before january 1st of 2027 so we're talking about four four plus years before the projects might be completed but there it's a pretty aggressive timeline Mm -hmm. 
And you expect there, there will be responders to the request for proposals when they go out, uh, you know, responding to try to, to use this money and develop the middle mile? I, it's, it's hard to judge. I, I don't know whether or not uh, Mendocino County, I mean, all of the internet service providers and potential applicants will uh, exhaust the $57 million for last mile dollars. But I do think that it probably will be competitive in some areas and Brook Trails would be the, the cherry, the most densely populated area where there probably will be multiple uh, applications for serving that region. And, and, and we have, un Sorry, we have undertaken to, to analyze density or the number of households per per mile, as as those probably will be where there is the greatest competition for grant applications. Mm -hmm. And are you the point person for the county's uh, for the county's funds that that come from SB one fifty six? Well, yeah, I, yes, I'm, I'm doing, I'm provide, I'm supporting the executive office and the, the supervisors, Supervisor Williams and Supervisor Mulherin are on the, are both members of the consortium. And this is the issue area that they're most attuned to. Mm -hmm. So oftentimes, I mean, I, I'm here in support of, of those groups. Mm -hmm. Yeah, often, great. I was just wondering how. Yeah, and so are you'll be issuing the RFPs. You'll be sort of overseeing this process of getting the money out to potential bidders and so on. Um, we the county doesn't necessarily have control of that, but we're I mean in between now and then we are working on the local area technical assistance grants, and I'm the point person for that at this point in time. Um, and so the $57 million that applicants can apply for to deliver last mile, uh, wireless, uh, rather last mile underground fiber is actually a decision made at the CPUC or California advanced services fund that they'll mm -hmm. be accepting the applications and analyzing which ones are approved. The, I see. It, okay, it's, a matter, it's a matter of the the county can provide letters of support to particular applications, and and I think the county will be listened to. Great, thank you. That's what I was wondering. I was wondering about the logistics, exactly how that money, where where it is, and how it gets dispersed. But we're coming up to the end of the show this morning, and I would like to thank both of you very much for coming today and discussing this this incredibly important issue for Mendocino County's future economic prosperity and resiliency and sustainability. So to each of you, we could start with Ted. Um, do you have any closing remarks, um, uh, maybe contact information for people who have follow-up questions with you? Yeah, I think it's, um, I want to acknowledge that it's a bit of a convoluted process. This is the nature of government and being local government we're really the, an agent for the state. We're not setting um, the model, but I think it's our job to make sure that we spend every dollar wisely. We make sure we get the most out of it. 
and rather dwelling on it not being enough to cover 100% of the population, uh, let's try to cover as much as we can. And then, you know, hopefully phase two will, will fill in the gaps. Um, thanks for hosting. I, I appreciate your show. And um, folks can always uh, email me and I'll try to answer best I can. What's your email address? All of my contact information, including uh, cell phone, can be found at ted.net. Great. Thank you so much. And, and Jeff Tyrrell, um, do you have any closing remarks and ways uh, people can contact you with any questions or follow up? Yes, thanks. And thanks again for hosting on this subject because it's important. Um, let's see. I, I'm optimistic. I mean, while we do need a half a billion dollars for all underground fiber, the the the, the seed change that has occurred with regard to the grants, grants being, being offered to municipalities is is a major change of focus. I mean, it, and and I'm optimistic that that more dollars will be coming down equal to the amounts that are currently available and what we have available should be sufficient for at least 10 or 15 percent of our needs so we're making steady progress just based on on the sb 156 dollars but again the the broadband equity access and deployment dollars will will probably equal to the amount that is currently available or becoming available. Um, so uh, my contact information is, I guess the best email address is my last name spelled T-Y-R-R-E-L-L at mcn.org. And my cell phone is 707-513-7752. And I'm happy to take any calls on the broadband topic. Great. Well, this has been a really interesting show. It's a hugely important issue, uh, breaching the digital divide and getting adequate and superior um, fiber optic broadband access to all of Mendocino County um, as soon as we can. So thank you again for listening to Citizen U. I'm your host, Mari Roden, and stay tuned now for Interlude with Patrick Gomes. This has been a production of Mendocino County Public Broadcasting, KZYX, Philo 90.7 FM, KZYZ, Willits and Ukiah 91.5 FM, and Fort Bragg at 88.1 FM. You can find more content like this on our website at kzyx.org, and consider donating by clicking the red donate button in the upper right corner. Thank you for listening.